1: Beyond the Fairways, coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. We thought it would be fun to give everyone a little lesson today. And first of all, Jay Delsing, always great to see you. Danny Mac, it's great to be
0: with you. Uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. You know, well, you've, you've seen it when we've been together, whether it's at a golf course, whether it's at a, you know, at the... Uh, restaurant where we're grabbing a, a bite to eat. People are always asking us questions. Always asking, how can I hit it further? farther? How can I my putting sucks? You know. Yeah. So what the heck? Let's dive into this stuff.
1: Let, let's start with putting. Yeah. Uh, how do people get better with putting?
0: Well, first of all, you've 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 got to be as relaxed throughout the throughout the bag. We are going to try to relax everything as much as we possibly can. Hands, wrists, arms everything. Think about Michael, what it looked like with Michael Jordan was shooting a free throw. Danny, he had his routine. He was taking deep breaths. His arms were just hanging. He's spinning the ball, and he's it's all flowy. We want your golf game to resemble that. Flowy. You, you know, nothing stiff. Nothing uber-mechanical.
1: I've heard you say routine with putting. Use yep. the same routine every single time. Long putt, short putt, whatever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what that is, it's a pre-shot routine where you have this thing that you've designed for yourself. And some guys will take, you know, maybe 15 to, to 30 seconds to do it. Other guys will take less than 15. I take less than 15. I I do all of this prep. I look around the hole, you know, I look at the putt from a lot of different angles, uphill, downhill, all that stuff. You know, how much is it going to break? What are, what's my read and everything? But then once I'm ready to putt, Danny, it's... That's it. Yeah. I'm going I'm going left edge or I'm going right edge and I do I I stand in there and it all takes the same amount of time. I stand in there, I take a look up at the hole, I make one practice swing, I, I look back at the hole, then I put the putter behind the ball, look at the hole one more time, and then I'm, I'm gone. And you know, two things are gonna happen. It's gonna go in,
1: or it stays out,
0: or you got to try it again.
1: You know, that's the way it works. That's what my
0: dad used to say. He's like, "There's two things: you're gonna make it, or you're gonna miss it."
1: Let's go. And you don't stand over the ball. I, I've no. watched you putt a thousand times. You, you know, you're you're a guy that has a quick in my opinion, a quick pre-shot routine yep. and you don't stand over the ball and think about it all that much, you're, you're there and ready to go.
0: Right. And, and I'm not necessarily saying you have to be that quick, but what I want you to be is decisive and committed. If it's, I don't care if you know the greens or not, you need to, one of the things that people, the, this guys say to me is that I just don't know these greens like I do at home. Well, no kidding. You play our home golf course, Danny. When we go play our home golf courses, we barely even look at the putts because Absolutely. we already know what they're doing, both of us. But what what what's key about having a golf game that travels is to try to read a putt and then commit to it. Even if you're unsure, you've got to commit to something because the worst part throughout all of these tips is we don't want to make an uncommitted anything i don't want you swiping at the ball not having a commitment from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet to whatever it is you want to do you're going to take this putt it's downhill it's going to break right to left i want you i want you focused in on that and and that's it and danny here's the other thing putt to make every putt
1: so don't lag
0: no no there's no there's no lagging I don't I want you to try to make every single putt and then not worry about the next putt until you have it. The problem that I see all the time, D, with amateurs, is they get so afraid to three putt and they try to lag this putt down that the ball doesn't come anywhere close. It never goes in. And it never comes very close to going in and they wind up three putting. I want you to putt to make Instead of putting to not miss, think about that. That that's a big sh- difference. It's a yeah. huge distinction. When you're standing up there, I told you we stand on the we stand on the greens at the Ascension when you were caddying for me and stuff. I get a fifty footer. I'm trying to make it. Yeah. And and the and the other thing that we've learned from Olympic athletes and from data and stuff is that is that the the more the the smaller the target, did you have the smaller the dispersion? Meaning, you take a look at you're trying to. I'm picking a spot on the inside of the hole, and I'm going, and and the the as opposed to trying to just get it somewhere around the hole. I mean, could you imagine if you pick a little a, a speck of something out in the hole compared to a six foot circle? If you miss miss a six foot circle, you might have a ten or twelve footer, and and if you just barely miss this spec you you might lip out you might have a two footer you're you're going to make more putts and you're going to three putt
1: less period that's for sure what about finding a target on your way to make that putt yeah so that's something I've heard you talk about a lot.
0: Yeah, a lot of guys will look at that and go, man, if I can run this right over this old cup or right over this old pitch mark, you know, and see, that's where you start engaging your brain into the positive side of sport. You know, from all the sports you played, shortstop at a high level, baseball at a high level, you need to, you you start thinking too much and that ball just falls
1: find you and eat you alive. Okay. Chipping the ball. Yeah. What are the best drills for chipping?
0: Okay. So chipping, we're going dis- to, we're going to distinguish chipping, Danny is going to be from let's say five steps off the green. So 15 feet or so. Okay. So chipping and pitching are going to be kind of interchangeable, but we're going to say pitching, chipping in general is going to be a low shot. That's going to get on the ground and run. Okay. So what we need to do is, fi- first of all, figure, you need to be able to figure out your lie. You have to read your lie. If you're in a, in a tight fairway or in the fairway, you have nothing to worry about. You can hit any sort of shot you want. But if you're in grass and you have grass that's a- Uh, your ball sitting down or the grass is going to affect your ball, then there are things that you have to do, especially if you've got the back of your ball covered with grass, Danny, because basically that means when you come down with the back of whatever club you decide, you're going to hit grass and not ball, right? How bad does that feel? Oh, yeah, it's the worst. When you think you're going to hit ball, folks, and you hit grass, the ball goes nowhere. It's dead. It usually goes half or a third the distance you want it to, and it never works out well. So, if first of all, let's just say you're in grass and you have a nice lie. And let's just say you've got a tight pin. So, we're going to hit this little chip, Danny. We're five feet off the green. We're in the rough, but we got a very nice lie to a pin that's only five steps on or 15 more feet on. So, basically, we have a 20-foot chip. Right? So we got five feet of green, uh, five feet of rough, and then 15 feet of green. What we're going to do on this uh, instance, and this is crucial, folks, to hitting soft chips, we're going to let the club raise up in the backswing a little bit. We're going to take uh, either our most lofted wedge or our second most lofted wedge. Some folks only use a 56. I have a 58 and a 54. I use my 58. I'm going to come up. Off the ball just a little bit, and then I'm going to drop the head of the club right on the back of the ball. I'm going to use the bounce, which is the very bottom of the club, to hit the ground, and that bounce does exactly what it says. It bounces through, and, through the grass and off the ground, and then I'm going to keep the face of that wedge, Danny, pointed up. It's not going to turn over like in my normal swing when, I, when my hands roll over. The face is going to be pointed up, and you're going to you're going to enjoy this shot so much, folks, because the ball's going to go up and land soft as opposed to low and runny. And I see this all the time. If you get stuck and rough and you don't take this little angle and get a little up and down on it, the ball will. Flies across the green, and you're pissed, and you're gonna three putt, and you got a double bogey. That's what you have.
1: We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, presented by Doherty Business Solutions. How about drills with chipping? What do you, What do you like to do?
0: I, I like to, tr- to to vary my clubs and vary my lies, and then I like to pick a spot out, and 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 and, uh, and then choose a height, Danny. So so let's say we're five feet off the green. This ball is going to get somewhere between we're going to be able to keep it somewhere between the middle of your calf height and your waist height. That's all that's we're not going to hit any chips higher than that. Anything that gets higher than waist high, we'll call a pitch. Okay. And so what I try to do is pick out a spot and land the ball with that height. Now, Danny, if I'm going to hit something that stays below my knee height, that ball's going to have a lot of run on it, isn't it? So I'm only going to use that shot when I've got the flagstick, you know, 20, 30, 40 feet on the other side of the green. And when it's close, I'm going to get that thing up in the air and I'm going to try to hit. So, folks, it's pick a height and pick a spot to land the ball in and match those up and you'll be shocked at how well you'll start uh, chipping the ball.
1: How about driving the ball off the tee? People always want to drive the ball better off the tee. They what's do. what's some advice on on doing that,
0: Danny? Understanding the this is so much fun. I'm geeking out on this. I hope people. I'm not putting people to sleep here. I love it, Danny. It's so the driver is a totally different animal. First of all, longest shaft in the bag, so it's gonna going to be the heaviest club in the bag, and it's also going to be the one with the straightest face on it outside of your putter. And that means your miss hits, Danny, will have bigger dispersions, right? So the more loft is your friend, you don't curve the ball as much with loft. You get your, you know, you hit a a 240-yard drive, you can hit 30 yards of draw on that or 30 yards of cut on that. You get a sand wedge and you can draw it, you know, feel like you hit a big hook and it goes five yards left you know what i mean so so that's that's one of the things so there's got to be rhythm and power and speed that goes with the driver second of all the driver is the only club we hit that's not on the ground it cannot i repeat it cannot be hit down upon it needs to be swept up off the tee folks anybody that wants to see this done in a beautiful way rory McElroy uh-huh. YouTube Danny I've I don't know if how many times I've shown you that one there is the greatest slow motion version of Rory smashing this driver and the ball looks like it's I mean it looks like it's going straight up in the air and it goes 350 yards so the ball is up in your stance usually towards uh, towards your lead foots in step so if you're a right-handed golfer that'll be your left foot and then folks be mindful of keeping your trail shoulder. So, I'm a right handed golfer, so I'm teeing the ball up on my left uh, heel or instep area. My right shoulder needs to stay lower than my left, and that will help you stay shallow, D. Some of the times when we get our driver screwed up, it's because we're not hitting up on it enough. We're hitting down on it a little bit, and our shoulders stay too level at address. Now, we always want our, and we'll talk about this when we hit irons, we always want our trail shoulder to be a little lower. But with our driver, you can exaggerate that a little bit because you're dealing with somewhere between one and a half and three inches of height with your tee so danny it's just imperative if you want these new high performance drivers to truly perform the ball's got to be swept off that tee and you watch rory all these words i'm saying watch rory it's just it's almost like magic
1: how about iron shots you mentioned that best way to get going on those
0: okay so in the iron shot so this is this is um this is kind of the opposite. So if we want to be shallow with our driver, we want to be a little steeper with our irons. And that means usually taking some sort of divot. And we clip the ball first, Danny, then a little divot and the club moves through. So we're going to start with a six iron, generally speaking, middle of your stance. Okay, so let's say we're right handed golfers. One thing all good iron players do is they have they're a little bit of forward shaft lean, meaning at setup D, their hands are in front of the ball, okay? Are they five inches in front of the ball? No, but they're they're an inch and a half in front of the ball, and that's crucial. That'll help you with a downward motion. That'll help you keep your hands forward, and that'll help you hit crisp iron shots, and you can use the ground to almost help you square up your club because it's coming down so it's a little steeper as we mentioned and it, it, you you're able to almost trap the ball with your iron and your um, uh, and the ground. You hit an iron shot the other day when we were playing, we were in the seventh hole and you hit a rocket. And I looked at you, I was like, wow. And that ball took off high and true as can be. And you actually hit it over the green. Remember, you hit it about, you know, two feet over the green, but it was a rocket. And when you do it right, there's a distinct sound that these balls and, and these clubs have, and you're like, wow, that ball was hit, that ball had compression, and that ball is done and hit the way you want it to be hit.
1: Let's talk about bunker shots. How about bunker shots around the green?
0: This is my favorite part. So the bunker shot be around the green, you can also use this, folks, out of the high rough when you have a bad lie And you're pitching the ball. So if you're in four or five-inch rough, you're going to want to hit bunker shots, too, because there's too much grass in the way. You're not going to get enough club on the ball. So we're in a bunker. Again, I'll be a right-handed golfer. We're going to put the ball slightly forward in our stance, slightly front of center. And just for practice sake, we're going to put the ball down, and I want you to draw a line that will go perpendicular between your feet, folks, 2 inches behind the ball. Then I want you to take the ball and get rid of the ball for a minute because this is the drill part. I want you to lift the club up going on your backswing a little bit and then drop it right onto that line with the bounce of the club, keeping the face pointed towards the sky and then finish your swing around to the left. Again, I'm a right-handed golfer. So the the club is going to go up, down, splash into the sand with the bounce of the club, cut through the sand and turn to your left side to complete the shot and Folks, to be a good bunker player, you need to know how much sand I'm going to be taking with every single stroke. And if you don't know where the sand's going to en- – your club's going to enter the sand – you one day you'll hit 6 inches behind the ball the next day you'll scull it and hit it right in the forehead Danny we talk about this all the time this is crucial to playing good bunker shots so once you can feel like you can start hitting that line with your sand with the bounce of your sandwich every time put the ball in there put it 2 inches in front of the line don't change one damn thing hit that and and then hit that that Drop that, that the head of that wedge and the bounce of that wedge right on the line and keep her going, folks. The other thing is in the bunkers, you don't want, you don't need your legs, so they move very little only on the through part of your swing, and you want your hands in a very neutral position, meaning do not get a lot of forward shaft lean. So if the ball's in the middle of my stance, get the, your hands right on that ball, not ahead of the ball and not behind the ball.
1: Fairway bunkers. Best fairway way to do bunkers, it, Come fairway on, man. bunkers,
0: man. You gotta keep your legs. You've so watch when a tour player hits it in a fairway bunker. D. The first thing he does is he gets he gets in there with his feet and he digs. So he is he is providing a super super solid base for his legs because as soon as you move a little too much with the lower body and you're not secure, you hit fat. Hit it fat. Always, yeah. every, Danny, 99 out of 100 times you'll hit it fat. So get your legs and, and your feet secure in the sand. And I actually will try to move my lower body incrementally less than I would – Um, uh, Otherwise, okay, when I'm standing on the solid ground, just as a reminder to me that I'm in that fairway bunker. And then the next thing that I do, guys, is I just try to hit a golf shot. I'm not trying to think, obviously, when the ball is sitting in the grass in the fairway, I don't hit it fat. Yeah, The only reason I hit it fat in the sand is when my feet move. And so I get myself in the bunker. Here's another good rule of thumb, D. In general, folks, when you're hitting your iron shots, club up. Take one more club. And when you're in the fairway bunkers, by all means, always take one more club. So if you're sitting in the grass and you would normally hit an eight iron, now you're in the fairway bunker, take a seven. It takes so much pressure off you.
1: We're talking tips with Jay Delsing coming to you from the Car Shield Studios as always brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. All right, a lot of people struggle getting out of the rough. Yep. What's the best way to get out of the rough?
0: Well, so Danny, I feel bad for people because how many times did we see people at the Ascension Charity Classic Pro-Am hit the ball in the rough and they go over there with their three wood and they take them three to get out of the rough. Oh yeah. And and they look at me, and you, you, you can't go in there with your three wood folks. You got to go in there with some loft and then you've got to create some angle on your backswing to help you, to help you avoid some of that grass that's you know, go to slow your club down behind the ball. You hit a shot, man, it was about two weeks ago. You hit a shot and you trapped that ball out of the rough and you hit a six iron. And it had to go 225 yards. I don't know if you remember that or not, but it came out high. I remember it the bad out, ones. I don't remember out, the good ones. It came out like a rocket. And I was like, wow, that's, that's the way you do it. So folks, if a lot of times you're gonna to have to take some medicine, when take your medicine when you're in the rough. And if you're 200 yards away and you could typically reach that you know, with a five wood, but this ball sitting down the grass, that five wood's not gonna work. You're gonna to have to get a seven iron, an eight iron, maybe a six iron, get a little angle on your backswing. So that means lift it up a little bit, Trap right down on top of it and be firm. Again, I'm a right-handed golfer. Be firm with for me. It's my left hand with your lead hand and arm, and stay strong in there. Because Danny, as that club comes into the grass, the the hosel will catch on the grass, and the toe will roll over the heel. And you you've we even saw it at the Ascension Absolutely. tournament. Absolutely, even it happens to the pros all the time. That grass even is. Fast as you're trying to come into the ball, that toe rolls over and the ball goes left.
1: I've heard you talk about course management yep. being so important in the game of golf.
0: Yep. you got to understand your game, right, Danny? You've got to understand your game and what your strengths are. There, I would say, people tell me this all the time, they go play their home golf course and there's one or two holes, Danny, that they can't get out of without a, making a double or a triple bogey. Every, they're like, yeah, I would have broken 80 had I not, you know, triple bogey number four and number 17 or so. What, what, figure out what that is and then understand your game and what your tendencies are. So, folks, if you're a slicer and you're a perpetual slicer and there is trouble on the right, or trouble on the left. Try to figure out a way to manage that. So let's say your three wood doesn't fade nearly as much as your driver. Take your damn three wood out and put the ball in play, meaning not in the water. It doesn't even necessarily have to be in the fairway D. We cannot have one swing costing us more than one stroke, period. We can't not do that. We got to eliminate our three putts right? It's really kind of like the Tiger five. We're going to eliminate three, uh, three putts. We're going to eliminate making any bogeys with any wedges in our hands. We're, we're going to get all the balls up and down that we should, and we're going to take advantage of the par fives. And take advantage of the par fives, depending on your handicap level, might mean a par. Sure. But that doesn't. So many times, Danny, I see people stand up on a par five and they hit a nice drive, and there's a really tight area, maybe there's water, there's all sorts of trouble, but because it's a par five, they feel like they've got to take their three wood and push it way up there. No, no, not if it's going to bring a bunch of trouble in, and it's not going to get you on the green. Lay something back to a number that you like. Let's say you're really proficient from from 130 yards, and I'm picking this randomly. So you're out there 250 yards away You can't hit your three wood that far And up there is a pond at at 200 yards But that three wood if you hit it just right It might get to that pond Lay that thing back to 130 Hit a 120 yard shot off of the tee I mean for your second shot And now you're in one of your wheelhouse areas You're much more likely to make par birdie that way that's what we do on the PGA Tour, Danny. When we are laying up, we are laying up to try to hit our favorite, our perfect number for one or two of the clubs in our bag.
1: Finally, in our tip segment, the mental side of golf, which is so hard. How it do you is com- so
0: hard. How Look do you at me. Combat- I'm a mental
1: midget. Well, how do you – no, you're not. How do you combat <laughs> the negative things, and-, and how did you approach the mental side of golf?
0: Well, it's interesting because, Danny, in 1984 I got my PGA Tour card – writer and i kept my card my first two years and right around my third year i was like it's getting to me man you know missing too many cuts i'm wondering about am i going to be able to the
1: did, grind of a, it all of it i gotta
0: have a job next year the girl's gonna have clothes how are we gonna do this whole thing and i realized that that uh, and it was because of bernard langer bernard langer Uh, was telling me that he started working with a sports psychologist. Well, come to find out, probably 99% of the guys out there work with sports psychs, but nobody talked about it back then. Nowadays, nobody cares they're all part of their team with their yoga instructors and their pilots and everything else. So we get see how I got that. I, yeah, see, yeah, I, I that, noticed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you've got to think, you've got to keep it extremely simple and you've got to f- stay focused on what it is you want, not what you don't want. Like I'll see people go up there and go, it's just not going to go left. It's just not going to go left. And they'll literally hit the ball 150 yards. Right. Which is pff, just as bad as left. Sure. You know what I mean? So, Pick out that target, and you've got to figure out how to make a committed swing towards your target and forget about the results because the results are going to make us tight. Get into the processes of committing to your shot and committing to your target. This is crucial on putting, too. Guys, you're standing over a five-foot putt, and maybe you got $20 on on the line with your buddies. $2, no dollars, but you just want to make it. Go through the processes of reading the putt committing to your line and then trusting your stroke freeing it up it you've got to free it up the more you trust me if controlling it would work for you i'd tell you i tried to control it and the ball you've done this at a high level does the ball ever go where you want to when you want to control it ever it goes shorter and and more crooked
1: the thing though as we wrap up our tip segment here the thing that you have really impressed upon me is commit to the shot. No matter what. No matter what. Look at, the, you know, you get behind the ball, yep. whatever your pre-shot routine yep. is, you address the ball, but commit to that shot.
0: Yeah, Danny, we stand up on a par three and play a par three that's got water on it all the time. I don't care if you hit the ball in the water. I really don't. I don't want you to be afraid of hitting it in the water. Like, I'm going to, here's my line, here's my club, this is my shot, I'm committing to that free it up. What happens? I'll live with those results. I don't want you to stand up there and go, Oh, hit in the water here last yeah. time. There it goes. I mean, and those are tough and that's real. How, how about this folks? You stand up on the first hole and you miss a, you, you miss a three footer. How many more three footers are you going to have today?
1: A bunch. It happens.
0: Danny, what do they say in baseball? Ball the ball will fi- find you. The ball will find you. You come in, maybe there's a no-hitter on the line, and you throw me out in left field, in your pitch and you're pitching. Guess who's getting the first shot? Oh, till. yeah. Oh, yeah. The ball's, ball's coming to me. The ball finds you, and so that's how the game is. You miss that first three-footer, you're likely to have seven or eight more three-footers. You have got to be able to get into the processes of having your full body commitment, and then trusting your stroke and not worrying about the results because not there's not been one guy in the history of golf that's made every one of his three-footers, Tiger Woods included.
1: That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. You can email Jay if you have a question about tips or something in the world of golf. Jay at com. That's Jay at com. That's Jay. I'm Dan. This is coming to you from the Car Shield Studios presented by Darty Business Solutions.